brand itself has shifted over, let's say the last hundred years from the way that I look at it, brands in the twenties and thirties were really about um, safety and trust. If we take a step back and see the general marketing and branding landscape, what's your take on the evolution of marketing? Like you, you have this position that in 80s, 90s, and nowadays marketing and branding is evolving. What's your take on it? Yeah, uh, I think, well, there's, there are two dimensions to this. One is brand itself has shifted over, let's say the last hundred years from the way that I look at it, brands in the twenties and thirties were really about um, safety and trust. So if I wanted to go buy baking goods at the grocery store in 1920, I don't know. I don't, I wasn't around in the 20s. I don't really know what life was like then, but I know Betty Crocker was around and Betty Crocker is like a classic American brand. But on top of just being a name that we recognize now, it's a brand that is still trusts customers. When, uh, when like there was not as much food security, when food health and regulations weren't set up in the way they are now, a brand that said, we take quality seriously. You won't get sick eating this. You can use this. It will last on your shelf. That is actually, uh, that's a strong brand play from 100 years ago. And then we went into from that like trust and safety movement, it's still trust and safety maybe in the seventies or eighties, but it's more about, um, I think it's more about differentiation. It's more about features and, and what the product is and how are they engaging with this niche versus that, that niche. And that's basically what we've seen with branding. I think now we see with branding, it's actually an expression of a lifestyle. It's an expression of who you are. You, you, you pick brands in the modern world, you pick brands that represent you and your ambitions and your goals. And this is not as explicitly stated when you're picking a brand, you're not thinking about that, but there are subtle cues in branding and messaging and say, Oh, that's re this represents me. I can get behind this product. I can get behind this brand. So that's one dimension of it. The other dimension of it is actually how branding is being done by the people in our generation. So if you were born in the eighties, you grew up on hip hop maybe, and you wanted to, build, you wanted to be in a hip hop group. If you were born in the nineties, you were around punk rock and you might want to start a punk rock group. Now, if you're born in the two thousands or late nineties, the thing you're doing right now is wanting to start a brand. You want to start a clothing line. You want to start a makeup line. You want to start, I mean, this is, this is pervasive. I'm not just talking about like just, just very young children. My brother-in-law, he's 18, wants to, is doing, starting his own shoe line. My wife has her own uh, business. That's and she's 24. Like there are all these people all over the place that in my own circle. And not I yeah I'm entrepreneurial, but these are people that I wouldn't have even seen in this light necessarily. Not necessarily saying my wife. Sorry, I'm not saying that. But uh, like you know, a lot of people around me that I see, everybody starting a business has their own side hustle, has their own products that they're engaging, trying to build a community and an audience. I think this is the new generation of. Uh, brand development where brand is actually a lever. It's not a veneer on top of your business. Brand is a lever for, for opportunity to build a community. And a lot of times I think people are building, if you look at Instagram, people are making content every day with no product to sell. 
but they have maybe like half a million followers and now they have half a million followers. What can you sell to them? Well, you've been building content around specific niches and specific audiences. You know what type of stuff they're looking for. You've been talking with your customers for a long time. You can sell them a product more easily. So this, this, this notion of brand development is much more common now. It is the thing you want to do because you grew, we all grew up now. Everybody who is between basically 15 and 40 has grown up in a brand centric world. It's actually the way we make decisions a lot of the time about what to purchase. Yeah. I mean, I've never bought a post like, or if I, if I go to the cereal aisle, they're like the generic brand stuff that I just have never bought. I always go for my branded frosted flakes or my branded lucky charms. Now there's other products right next to it that are cheaper and probably exactly the same quality, but it's, it's the difference between Pepsi and Coke. It's the difference between the grocery store cola and any of the brands you want. So we're making those decisions every day. We're much more attuned to how to create, make decisions for building those uh, building brands, which can be levers for growth in businesses. It's yeah. Beautiful. You want to make your sales more repeatable and reliable. Do you want to have less volatility and more growth in your revenue per month? At strategy sprints, we do only one thing strategy and sprints. Strategy means having more revenue through a better offer. And sprints means having more energy in your team every week. Check out if your ROI is as high as it is for most service-based and online businesses and startups we work with, which is over 100%. You can see it in just 15 minutes by going to strategysprints.com sales and completing our online exercise to know what your ROI would be with our accelerator program. We are ready to sprint. Are you? It's not the product, it's what it stands for, right? Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, I mean, the product has is, is always been important, but now it's also what it stands for. There are, there are, I've seen like three or four different products that look exactly like Notion, but Notion is Notion. I mean, there are a bunch of Google Docs competitors, but everybody uses Google Docs. It's the brand, it's quality, it's trust. It's, and then on top of that, it's just what does it represent for you and how does it show you off to your community? This is, it's also brand and the brands that I use represent me so well or represent me so closely that I have to choose the right one so I don't embarrass myself when I show somebody else what I'm working on. We did, we did strategy with one of the top three automotive producer in the world. And, uh, the question was all, all premium cars, it was 10 years ago, and all premium cars were the same. They were all wonderful from the user experience. They were even, each one of them was well designed. They even had learned how to get designers. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between this $100,000 car this $100,000 car and this $100,000 car. And the CEO said, help me find the difference because mm -hmm. it's not the product. There is nothing in the product that I can improve because all the other products are also improving it. So mm -hmm. how, how we will make the difference. And we really, for a couple of months, analyzed many, many, many 
ways of uh, scenarios and how will the cities evolve and how will the traffic jam, etc., etc. At the very end, we just found two things. It's the culture and it's the brand. So, and at the end, we went for the culture and mm -hmm. that we changed the brand. We changed what the company stands for. And at the end, when you buy that car, even today, today they're electric, etc. But when you go there, you know what it stands for and you would buy this car and maybe, and, and maybe you would buy a motorcycle, which stands for a similar emotion, but you would never buy the other car because it stands for something different. But the product is super similar. Mm -hmm. it, it's just a great car, of course, for 100,000, you get a great car. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad, Marco, that you were here this week. And I am even more glad that you will come back next week because I want to dive deep into your knowledge of growth strategies and what you have experienced. And especially I want to talk to you about collaborations as one way of growing your company. So thank you, Marco, for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. We all know that working in sprints is better, but how do we know what we should work on? You're in luck because we have a 15-minute exercise that will give you complete clarity on where to take your project next. Go to strategysprints.com sales to complete our short exercise and meet one-on-one -on -one with an expert sprint coach to identify your number one bottleneck. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Strategy Show. Make sure to like this video below and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with every episode of The Strategy Show. Get daily CEO tips from CEOs for CEOs.